Morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? So I get the privilege today of speaking to you. A um, couple things different on that. One is I kept going to the eye doctor and he was like, just let me know when you're ready. And in preparation for today, I realized I was ready. So um, might flow a little better than my normal. Second of all is um, kind of like how we here at the greenhouse kind of come up with the teaching kind of deal. Um, normally there's some of us adults that teach, uh, us guys that teach that kind of get together and talk. And, and for this summer, I don't know how you felt about this summer, but going into it, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure how it was going to work. I don't think Brian was sure how it was going to work whenever we, he threw out the idea of like doing kind of a summer school thing where there were lots of different topics and people kind of sharing about how they were passionate about different things. But the interesting thing to me, especially as I heard Luke talk last week, um, everybody, Chris and Brian, is that Josh, the, whoever spoke, and I've been in and out, but is that we couldn't have sat down probably as a group of men and come up with a better flow, topic kind of idea um, on our own, which is affirming to me that um, as I've heard each week I've been here, kind of how everything kind of fits together and what God's been trying to teach us uh, this summer um, even whenever we don't have a, quote, theme or plan. Um, so today I want to start, it's going to be a lot of Scripture today. I'm going to use a PowerPoint, so if you want to try to keep up with me in your Bible, good luck. Um, the verses will be up there, so I would encourage you just to, to look that way. But I want to start today with some song lyrics. Um, here they are. Um, they've made me feel like a prisoner. They've made me feel set free. They've made me feel like a criminal, made me feel like a king. They've lifted my heart to places I'd never been, and they dragged me down back to where I began. So if we're paying attention to these lyrics of this song, we could say that they could be about a lot of different things. Responsibilities, jobs, people, and different things in life. However, if you're familiar with the Hawk Nelson song, they're about what? Anybody? Anybody? Word words. The chorus, the chorus reads this, words can build you up, words can break you down, start a fire in your heart, or put it out. Um, and today what we're going to be focusing in on is the power of words. Um, and words are not just a new power kind of thing. Um, they have been powerful from the very beginning. Matter of fact, if we were to go back to Genesis chapter 1 and we're to read the account of creation, what did God do? God spoke, right? Um, it says, Genesis chapter 1, and God said, right? He verbally talked and said things like, let there be light, sky, oceans, plants, trees, the sun, the moon, sea animals, birds, and land animals. Then he goes on again in verse 26, and he speaks again. It says, then God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Now, God could have used any way of creating that he want, Right? I mean, he could have just thought it into existence. He could have like, I, I do think it would be kind of cool if we read the Bible and it said God snapped his fingers like and things appeared or whistled, right? Um, I wouldn't mind that. But instead, God uses what? He uses words uh, because words are powerful. And I think a lot of the times we focus in, right, on the power of words from the speaker standpoint and verbal words and 
Brian and I were talking last week, and actually we're, he's going to be speaking on us here next week or the week after? Next week. No planning. We're just talking. He's like, what do you think of doing? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about words and listening. He's like, oh, my gosh. I was thinking about doing the tongue and speaking. We're like, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay? I think that listening, a lot of times we focus more on the verbal word instead of focus, focusing on the power of listening or hearing in the heard word. Um, and listening can be one of the hardest things to do, yet it is critical and essential um, for our walk with Christ. Um, matter of fact, the Bible tells us that we cannot have faith without listening. There's two examples of that. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Let me ask you only this, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? So faith is not what we do. It is receiving what Christ has done for us. And it's by hearing through Christ that we receive the Holy Spirit. So really, listening is the channel of grace. It's the basis for starting the Christian life. And it's also the basis for, for sustaining it and continuing to live in Christ. So how does this work with us and our flesh? Well, I don't know about you, but for me, I'd rather do other things, right? I would rather say trust in myself than someone else, than listening to someone else. I would rather develop my own righteousness than receiving someone else's. I would rather speak my own thoughts than listening to the thoughts of someone else. So true, sustained, active listening. I want to read this a couple times here. True, sustained, active listening is a great act of faith and a great means of grace for both us and for other people as well as we listen to others and are called to do so. So today we're going to focus on um, the importance of listening to other people. Um, and I'm going to be going, through, our key verse that we're going to be using today is James chapter 1, verse 19, which says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Seems pretty simple, huh? Right? Um, and might seem simple in principle, but really, I would argue, in our flesh, impossible to do um, in a Christ-like manner. Um, too often, I don't know about you, but I am very slow to hear quick to speak, and quick to get angry. For me personally, um, I don't want to go into great detail, but I'm going to tell you that um, there's probably nothing more hypocritical this morning than for me sharing about listening, because I really am bad at it, like chronically. So bad at it that over the last couple of months, Stephanie, in certain conversations, and the kids, and my kids, we're actually like, I wonder if something's wrong with dad. Like, I think she was either thinking of poor choices I made in, earlier in life affecting my brain or like too many hits in football or something, you know, or but getting stages of Alzheimer's because I would be like half in conversations. I, I would say something and they'd be like, have you not been listening to anything that's going on? Um, and the answer to that is I kind of, this happened a few weeks ago. Uh, we were camping and Steph said, I'm kind of worried about you. And so I kind of started thinking, like, is there something wrong with me? And then I thought, there really is. Like, you're a cruddy listener. Like, the reason that I'm half engaged in all the conversations is because I'm not listening to anything that anybody's saying. 
And so really, we started kind of digging in, and I told her, I said, I really think I need to speak on listening because I'm so bad at it that I really do need some help. And um, so I'm going to look at six lessons of good listening today. So I know it's more than three. You're supposed to have three, right? But the six are all important. It's going to be fairly, uh, not very long. Uh, The six are quick. Um, The reason that I think that we need to look at all six lessons of good listening is because um, I like leaving one out, it just wasn't doable. And for me, I need all six. You might be sitting there saying, I'm a pretty good listener. Maybe you'll get one or two. You'll be like, I could improve in that area of my life. For me, I'm an all six guy today. Like all six areas I'm going to share are where I need work personally. But a lot of what I'm sharing is kind of tweaked from a desiring God um, on their website called uh, Six Lessons in Good Listening. Uh, we kind of changed the six and, and added and, and kind of changed some things. A lot of quotes today from a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. If you're familiar with Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a minister back during World War II in Nazi Germany who spoke out against Hitler's regime um, very, very verbally and actually was killed for speaking out um, against Hitler and what was going on in Germany. And a lady named Janet Dunn who... Uh, wrote a discipleship journal article titled How to Become a Good Listener. So we're going to look at kind of what those two individuals have to say and also, of course, a lot of Scripture and what it has to say about being a good listener. So number one, good listening requires patience. Okay? If I'm going to be a good listener, I have to have patience. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, something that we should avoid is a kind of listening with a half an ear that presumes already to know what the other person has to say. This, he says, is an impatient and attentive listening that is only waiting for a chance to speak. This is me, right? This is totally me. Half an ear on my tongue, all that I am do is I'm ready to tell people what I think or what I uh, need to be doing. Um, We often, I think... um, think that we know where the speaker's going, right? I, I know what he's going to say already. And so we begin to formulate our response even before the conversation is um, even over or even in the middle of it. Uh, Janet Dunn says, unfortunately, many of us are too preoccupied with ourselves when we listen. Instead of concentrating on what is being said, we are busy either deciding what to say in response or mentally rejecting the other person's point of view. Okay. There's other reasons why we're impatient when we listen. Uh, maybe somebody has come to us um, and they want to start talking right when we're in the middle of something. How many of you have that? How many of you have had that happen? You're like, oh my gosh, right? I'm right in the middle of this. I'm trying to get this done, and here this person is talking. Or possibly uh, we have something on the agenda, right? We have a commitment that's approaching, and while that person's talking, all we can think about is what time it is and where we got to go and how we wish they would shut up. Okay. That is not patient listening, right? Those examples do not embody a Christ-like attitude when it comes to listening. What does it look like to listen in a Christ-like manner with patience? Ephesians chapter 4 says that we are called to walk with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. One way that we can demonstrate This is by patiently listening to somebody, even if there's something else that we would rather be doing or should be doing. Now, some other areas of patience as far as listening. Good listening requires concentration. 
Um, it means that we listen with both ears and that we hear what the other person is speaking of um, until, until they're done. That's the key. Who are my chronic interrupters in here? I'm, I am one. Yes, I will interrupt you. And then after the conversation, Stephanie will say, do you realize that you just interrupted them like four times in that conversation? And I'm clueless that I even interrupted them. But it is really important for us to listen to the whole train of thought because think about our conversations with people. Most of the time, the most important information being shared or the deepest thoughts aren't shared at the beginning of the conversation, right? So if I'm interrupting in the first two lines, it's killing it. But to listen to the whole train of thought, right? All the way to the caboose before I open my big mouth and start crossing the tracks of conversation. Good listening silences the smartphone, right? How true is that? Doesn't stop the story, but is attentive and patient. That when we are listening, that we are internally relaxed, but ex I'm sorry, externally re relaxed, but internally we are very active because we are really focused in on the conversation. Now, in our culture especially, this takes energy, doesn't it? I mean, it, it definitely takes energy to block out all the distractions that come whenever we're in a conversation with someone and we're trying to pay attention, or all the stuff floating around in our mind that we think we need to be doing or that we'd rather be doing. Um, also, I think that one thing that's hard to block out is the, the good possibilities we can spin out for interrupting. We start to rationalize, like maybe I should just interrupt them and insert this into the conversation. We need to remember that being patient is a fruit of the Spirit. Um, and that means that it is the fruit, it is the Holy Spirit that's our source for listening well. Because we're going to mess it up all the time. Galatians chapter 5 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. When you are like me, if this is your struggle with being patient and listening to people, and it's a real struggle for you because you're quick to speak, like I am, then it really takes the Holy Spirit to empower me to be able to not only be quick to hear, like that first time, but also to have this sustain, the sustained ability to listen to the whole conversation without interrupting or disengaging with what's being said. So we have to have patience to be a good listener. We also have to realize that it's an act of love. Okay? Bonhoeffer says, half-eared listening, Bonhoeffer says, despises the brother and is only waiting for a chance to speak and thus get rid of the other person. So poor listening actually rejects while good listening embraces. Poor listening diminishes the other person while good listening invites the other person to exist or to feel like that they matter. Bonhoeffer says, just as love to God begins with listening to his word, so the beginning of love for the brethren is learning to listen to them. And don't take his word for it. We have it right in Philippians chapter 2. It says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. There's three things we can learn from this scripture alone, right? That one, good listening flows from a humble heart 
that counts other people more significant than myself. Two, that when I am genuinely interested in someone else and other people, I listen well to them. And that good listening goes hand in hand with the loving mindset of Christ. Christ was a good listener. Therefore, I'm called to be a good listener. Another connection with love and listening is the love chapter. We actually read this last week, which was cool. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable, resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Think about the characteristics of love with listening, right? If I'm a good listener, what's going on? I'm patient and I'm kind, aren't I? If I'm a good listener, I don't envy or boast in the conversation. I don't insist on my own way in the conversation. And I don't, when, I don't rejoice when I hear something wrong coming out of the other person's mouth. If I'm a good listener, I'm not arrogant or rude. I don't interrupt. I'm not irritable or resentful, thinking about, man, I wish they'd shut up so I could do something else. Um, I rejoice in the truth. I bear, believe, and hope and endure all things in listening in the conversation. So to be a good listener is to show love to other people. Third lesson for being a good listener is it prevents misunderstanding when we really listen to people. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. After reading this, I realize I'm totally a fool, by the way. Verse 13 goes on to say, If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Right? So while the fool gives an answer before he hears, a wise person does what? Uh tries to resist being defensive in the conversation, listens to people with a non-judgmental stance, not judging them in the conversation, and trains himself or herself not to formulate opinions or responses until the full update is on the table and the whole story has been heard. This is so hard for us because our mind starts going, right? For me personally, this happens a lot. This is a really bad one. I really struggle with the patient thing because I interrupt and I just want to go and do other things instead of listen to people a lot of times. And then I'm really bad about not listening to the whole train of thought. And then I'm formulating my response ahead of time. And then I, it's misunderstood, especially probably with dealing with my kids. I would like to request that you not, luckily we have to leave like right after to go down to UC to get Aubrey's keys for a new house for school. So you're not going to actually have time to confirm any of this information with my children who would probably share that I was mild on myself because I'm far worse a listener than I actually really shared. But how many times has this happened to us? Like for me, like my kids come to me and they start to share something. Um, I don't listen to the whole train of thought. I only hear part of what they're sharing. I cut them off. I overreact, right? Um, and then by the time that my wife intervenes, and then we work through the whole conversation. I just wasted a half an hour of my life when I could have shut my mouth, listened to the whole train of thought, and reacted much more in a Christ-like manner than in a Kevin way. But I do it over and over and over. I don't listen. I don't listen to the details of the matter or even the heart of what's being shared. I only hear a couple things, and then I snap it off, and I, and I judge 
and I judge, which is not Christ-like, not Christ-like. If I was, if I would listen and stop and listen to the whole thing, it would prevent the misunderstanding and it would give me the ability to react in a way of showing more compassion and more understanding. Um, Another lesson of good listening is it prepares us to speak well and to ask perceptive questions. So uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes, we should listen with the ears of God that we may speak the word of God. We see in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Therefore, encourage one, an- uh, one another and build one another up just as you are doing. It's, it's what we're supposed to be doing. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5 says, The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. You see, like when we really listen to people, um, we ask perceptive and open-ended questions that don't just lend themselves to yes-no answers. Like we really want to know what somebody's thinking, not just answering yes and no. And that we, it's kind of like an onion, we gently peel back that onion, trying to get to the root of the matter and letting a person share what's really, really, really on their heart. Um, If I'm involved in a a communication with other people, I'm carefully watching their nonverbal communication to know how to respond and react to the conversation. I don't interrogate. I don't pry into areas that I know that the speaker doesn't want me to go into, but I meekly kind of draw them um, out and help the speaker look at fresh perspectives um, through careful, genuine questions. Jesus was a master at this, wasn't he? I mean, he asked tons of questions. And actually, when people ask him questions, he would answer with a question. And here's the cool thing about Jesus. He didn't need to ask anybody any questions, right? He knew when a person came to him and asked, he already knew what was on their heart. So he didn't need to ask, but but he did anyway. So who am I to think that I can be in a conversation with someone and not really listen to learn where they're coming from to be able to know how to speak and what to ask? I'm not Jesus. I don't know what's on their heart. I don't know what they've been through. So therefore, the way that I find that out to know how to converse with that person is I shut my mouth and I pay attention and I really listen to them. Fifth lesson of good listening is, this is one of the hardest, I warn you, is that good listening ministers to people all by itself. Sometimes good listening readies us to minister words of grace, but often listening, on, uh, listening only, excuse me, let me rephrase this. Sometimes good listening readies us to minister words of grace, but often good listening only listens and ministers best by keeping quiet. Ecclesiastes says, for everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. I could paraphrase that, right? In other words, there's times when I just need to what? I just need to keep my big mouth shut. And I need to open both ears and I need to really listen to someone. Desiring God says it like this. There will be days when the most important ministry we do is to square our shoulders to some hurting person, uncross our arms, lean forward, make eye contact, and hear their pain all the way to the bottom without saying a word, but just listening. Now, 
sometimes when people come to us, they have bottled up emotions that they just need to get out. So we just need to shut up and let them vent, right? This often diffuses those emotions um, that are actually part of the problem that they're discussing. Just let them vent it out. Don't say anything. Sometimes just releasing those emotions and us just sitting there listening and being quiet is exactly what was needed to solve the problem in the first place. And in these situations, when someone comes to us, they maybe don't expect us, nor do they want us to even say a word. They just want us to listen. Other times we need to keep shut, our mouths shut when listening is when our neighbor comes to us and just wants to let us know because they wanted someone to know what they were going through. How many of you have had someone come to you and say, I just wanted you to know this, or I just needed to tell somebody that this was going on. They're not looking for a response. They just want us to listen. And it always doesn't have to be a problem that they're sharing or trying to, um, to, to let us know about. Sometimes people want us to listen just to reminisce or just to tell stories. So when I was right out of college, I was, on a, I was actually a youth minister for a couple years at a church up in northeastern Ohio, and one of my responsibilities was to visit um, shut-ins or people that couldn't come to church because they were in the nursing home or in assisted living. And um, so every week we went to the same people, and I would, always, I would go into the nursing home, and I would visit an old guy named Elmer Williams. And this was two years of my life. Elmer actually died while I was at the church, but... Um, Elmer was from Virginia. He had grown up in Virginia as a young boy, and he would just, he was probably 90 years old and at the time, and he would just tell the same stories every week about frog gigging and deer hunting and just being a boy growing up in the hills of Virginia. And what did Elmer want from me? Elmer just wanted me to listen, right? Sometimes I'd already heard a story. He just wanted me to listen. I actually, it's interesting too when we do listen how we're blessed by that. Because guess, guess what? That was 20, over 20 years ago, and I still remember those conversations with Elmer Williams. So sometimes we just need to keep shut and just, let, and just listen and realize that it's okay all by itself just to listen. The sixth lesson in good listening today is probably the most important, and that is that it, it reflects our relationship with God. Desiring God says it this way, our inability to listen well to others may be symptomatic of a chatty spirit that is droning out the voice of God. If I really need to look at this myself, right? It's like, if I'm that bad of a listener when it comes to other people, how am I when it comes to listening to God? Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, he who can, this is the best quote I'm going to share today, by the way, except the Bible stuff. I'm not saying Dietrich Bonhoeffer is better in the Bible. But this quote was just amazing. He said, he who can no longer listen to his brother will soon be no longer listening to God either. He will be doing nothing but prattle in the presence of God too. This is the beginning of the death of the spiritual life. Anyone who thinks that his time is too valuable to spend keeping quiet will eventually have no time for God and his brother and only, but only for himself and for his own follies. Isn't that a great, I mean, that, that's, that's amazing. And, and here's the issue. If we fall into the idea of not that 
it's okay to not listen well. How does that relate to not listening to God? Well, first of all, if we fail to listen to Jesus, then his direction in his will for our lives will be unclear to us. John chapter 10, verse 27 said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Well, you can't follow unless you first what? Heard his voice. And you can't hear his voice sometimes unless you're listening. There are exceptions to that, like Paul, where he just smacks you upside the face and forces you to listen. But I've got to be listening to God. Also, if we stop listening to God, that intimate fellowship and relationship that we have with him could actually be in jeopardy. Revelation chapter 3 says, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. So what goes hand in hand here? To have that relationship with God where he's actually dining with me in fellowship, first I have to what? I have to hear his voice and listen. I, I told you the six weren't too bad, right? But, you know, it all goes together. It, it all goes together. When we are patient and we're kind and, and, and we show other people love, then we'll want to listen to the, the entire train of thought. We'll want to ask good questions to even learn more from another person. And we'll have the self-control to be able just to keep our mouth shut and listen to people. And if we're doing that with people, that's a sign that we probably have the same attitude when it comes to listening to God, which is really what it's all about today. Listening is a channel through which God continues to pour his grace into our lives. It is also a channel of grace that he demonstrates in the lives of others. So it's, it's, it's about us, and it's also about what we have, the ability, how we have the ability that God can use us in the lives of other people. Now, there's a couple things that go with listening. One is, the good thing is, is we don't have to worry about doing this on our own. Matter of fact, I would argue that we don't have the ability to be the kind of listener that we've outlined today on our own. So it's kind of depressing, but the good thing is, is God's given us the Holy Spirit to allow us to be able to do that. So it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that I have the power to do the things that we've discussed today and the things that Scripture has told us that we need to do and how we need to treat people. The other thing that we need to look at, one, we have the power of the Holy Spirit, is two, the second thing is, we don't have the power to listen well. It's not going to, if we're like, this is an area of my life I really need to improve on, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, I got news for you. I, for like three or four weeks, I've consciously been trying to be a better listener, like it's been on my radar. And when I'm good at it, Stephanie will say like, wow, I can... I can really tell that you're trying to listen. I'm like, yeah. However, right, there's other times where it's like, I'm sure she's thinking, what the heck are you doing preaching on listening, right? I mean, because I, I'm, I'm failing at it so miserably. But we need to remember that um, being a good listener isn't something that's going to happen overnight if it's something we struggle with. Um, it requires discipline. It is going to require effort on our part. We do have that power of the Holy Spirit, but we also have a responsibility, right, to actually put an effort forth. We have to be intentional. Um, 
but most importantly, realize that the Holy Spirit has our back. Now, this isn't going to be solved by like becoming a better listener, hanging on one big resolution that I'm going to do better in one conversation. And then, man, I've arrived. I'm a better listener. But instead, for me personally, it's, it's developing a pattern of little resolves to focus on. Kind of like, what about Bob? You remember the baby steps, baby steps, baby steps? Of little resolves to focus on particular people in specific situations. Okay? And let's remember why is this a topic today. Because James chapter 1, verse 19 says... Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I think that being quick to hear and slow to speak are two of the hardest things that we are asked to do as followers of Christ. Right? Definitely. However, I think that by turning it over to God, trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit, and also making an effort on our part, right? that we'll find it worth every bit of effort, I think we'll be blessed. I think that it will be worth it to put our selfishness aside and focus our hearts and our attention on really what other people are saying to us. Let's pray. Dear God, I, um, I thank you for your word and its clarity. Um, I thank you for revealing um, this area in my life. It's not always fun when you do that when you reveal things to us, but it's because you love us. Just like a dad, uh, you tell us the things that you know are good for us. And we know that showing love to other people and being patient in our listening and counting them more important than ourselves, that at the end of the road for us, there's huge blessings. And it works for your glory to show people who you really are and how much you love them. So I pray that, I really pray two things this morning. I pray, one, that we would trust in your Holy Spirit, that we would trust in the Holy Spirit to actually be able to change us and make us more aware of the situations where we need to be a listener like Christ. And I would also ask that you put in our heart a desire to pursue intentionally and put effort forth in this area. To not just say, I'm just going to rely on the Holy Spirit, but to realize I am going to rely on the Holy Spirit, but as a follower of Christ, I have a responsibility to put, in, to put myself in situations where I can bless other people by listening. And I pray that that is our heart this morning. I look forward to the situations this week that we can come into where people are going to come to us and they're going to want to share and speak. And I just pray that your words of Scripture... Um, would just flood back into our minds to where we have the power to just keep our mouths shut, to be patient, and show other people love by listening. In Christ's name, amen.